the Dark Souls podcast. My name's Matt Lees, and I'm joined by Philippa War. Hello. And Jim Trinker. Hello. So Philippa, obviously from RPS, which mm-hmm. introduce you better than Jim <laughs> from Video Game. Yeah. Been a while. It's been a while, but it's lovely to have you on here. Um, so yeah, what have you guys been playing recently? I'm just jumping straight into it this time. <laughs> Pleasantries. No pleasantries. No, no volivons. <laughs> No starters. Yeah, the person. Uh, I think yeah, we had, we the podcast and games have been going so long, and then people are just like, "Come on, just get to the point." <laughs> it's true. Well, last yeah. last time we talked just about GDC and VR, so we didn't even talk about any real games at yeah. all. <gasps> yeah. So let's just talk about a game, or I can talk about a game. What do you want to do? Well, so I've been doing that thing of going, "Oh, I love people. People are great." Playing a whole bunch of multiplayer stuff like Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm, and then going, "I hate people. People are awful." <laughs> and then binging on The Witness and like a bunch of other puzzle games. So we can talk about any of those if you would like. That's or funny. We can just like float straight past that. That's like you just like ran and danced your way around a party and then lock yourself in a cupboard. Essentially, and I've been doing that on and off like for <laughs> the last week. Is just. Yeah. Well, Overwatch, I've got a code for coming <laughs> soon, hopefully, because I want to check out with Brat. Mm. <gasps> add me. I'll add <laughs> you as well. Yeah, I didn't know you were playing it. Of course, Brat's involved. <laughs> <laughs> Brat with his fine taste in video games. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. Um, yeah, this is like when, when he got me into Chaos Reborn. It was like all we played at lunch. It's good, for that. It is good. I need to get back into it. It's been updated a lot. Since I know, I yeah. The, the single-player stuff is guff, and it, yeah. it's a shame, actually, because it is was... Is it? Oh, yeah. Well, it was, it was always going to be, really, wasn't it? But. I guess so, but it somehow took the wind out of my sails. I went from being like, this is a really great, solid game, to being like, no, nah. yeah, it's got a shit bit now. Yeah, um, I kind of wish it didn't have it. Yeah. Right? But then... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I need to go back and give it another fair. But weirdly, fair though, if a good single player game has a shit multiplayer, you, you, can, you can get over that quite easily. Like yeah. Mass Effect Three, like no, Mass Effect Three had a good multiplayer bit, did it? Yeah, I thought it was Mass shit. Effect. Oh, oh no, maybe, maybe I was just bad at it. Yeah, you're probably just bad. <laughs> yeah. It was actually really loved. They still, I think they're still running the service for that because people still playing it. Really? Yeah, I was talking to a guy at Bioware at GDC, and he was huh. saying, "Yeah, I think they're still running the service." I- I'm amazed. It was because it was really fun. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really fun. It had that kind of like you know playing. It's like largely cooperative waves, but then had the lovely thing of like, oh, you got a little chest, you open it up and you get some new cards. And <laughs> it was doing all oh, that yeah. stuff, like, but not in a horrible, horrible way. Well, in mean, a kind of quite I, nice way. I, I, I should have thought of a better example. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> You've set me off now, mate. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> gloves on. Did Alpha Protocol have multiplayer? No, it didn't. It definitely didn't. Um, but. Yeah, sorry, Overwatch and Brat just gave me some fond memories. Sorry, carry on. But the reason that I went back to Overwatch this week, I mean, I've been playing it anyway, but the reason Mm. that I sort of have that sort of new wave of enthusiasm for what I'm doing was I sort of got into a rut with the characters that I played and Mm. kind of the fact that, you know, the whole thing is supposed to be about hero swapping, but all anyone really wants to do is get the highest kill count or whatever, or, you know, the majority of it. So you yeah. end up with all these people playing, you know, the super high-powered, like, blasty heroes or the um, the sniper or, you know, you know, anything like that. And so I'm just like, I'll do support. I'll be a tank. I'll You know, I'll do all of those things. Um, mm. And so, but this week they introduced um, the weekly brawl mode thing like mm-hmm. they have in Hearthstone yeah. and so it's kind of you know it's basically just novelty stuff but I find that that stuff has actually been really good at forcing me to try new characters because what they're doing for the beta is to like test out the modes and sort of do it quickly they've sped it up to just changing it out every day 
And so I've sort of tried a few of them just for work, really. But mm. it was kind of like, oh, I now get this character because I've yeah. played like three games where you can only play Farrah and Mercy and stuff. Mm. And they're both like flying characters. And so with Mercy, you can kind of like uh, press a button to zoom to another character and mm. Farrah flies. So you, you can be in the air with her and fall, you know, really slowly as you heal her or boost her damage and stuff. Okay, And sort of like having sort of an extended practice with that pairing made me really excited to play more Mercy and figure out how she works in a sort of normal team setting, I guess. And then um, when it was sort of all Soldier 76 all the bloody time, that was a lot less interesting, but it was still like a different flavour to the games Mm -hmm. than you usually get. So I'm kind of wondering if that will be good at getting people to be a bit more swappy well, I found the funny thing when I was when I used to play Dota was that um, before I, I got round to playing all of the characters mm. there was always this thing of whenever you got beaten by a character and you'd never played them it sort of mythologised them in your mind you're like oh god that, that character's crazy it's so <laughs> dangerous oh my god and then when eventually you play you'd be like yeah this character's amazing and then you get killed and you're like oh what's going on and then it was you'd actually start to realise that actually I think Faceless Void's the one I always remember. I was terrified of Faceless Void. And yeah. then, then I realised after playing, I'm like, this guy's weak as piss. Like, <laughs> he just, like, he's like a paper bag. I know where. And that's the thing. Is that, the problem is I was running away from him rather than just being like, all right, mate, I'm going to kill you. Um, but yeah, no, I'm interested in Overwatch, especially because it seems like it has that problem of everyone wanting to be the, the big character who kills all the people. But then, Well, they're doing some interesting things to sort of maybe try and... Not exactly get round that, but um, so the characters like are like even like I really took against Lucio at the start of <laughs> the game, and he's been changed a bunch since I think you know just little buffs and you know slight tweaks and stuff because beta, but um, and I think I also sort of got to the point where I'd figured it out a bit better, and people were settling into a meta where you could actually figure out what to do with a character, and so. <laughs> um, he has this thing where you can toggle between giving a speed boost and giving a healing boost and, you know, sort of also get shots off and and stuff like that. So he's kind of, uh, I think he's a good all-rounder, but with spectacular, like, team-playing capabilities Mm -hmm. and quite a bit of leeway for when you use your ultimate so you don't quite fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That that visible thing. That's the the one thing I wonder about this is, uh, obviously, when you're playing with randos, you have the problem of everyone being like, I will be the hero. Mm. And you go, no, my dear. (laughs) Not (laughs) everybody can be the hero. (laughs) But, Um, but um, But also when you're playing with, like, five friends like do you get this have the same because i know i remember the thing with dota was it was yeah. all about playing with a team of of people all in so chat this is the interesting thing because i don't have that many friends on blizzard oh, um battle no. net who are in yeah of course the you're in the beta <laughs> otherwise you'd be laughing and so that's why i'm like okay you and brat are in come on like join mm. me join me let's actually see what that experience Because i remember is like, like that obviously because i've only really had it when i was with two colleagues at um road to blizzcon because we all went on one of the banks of like get, uh, gaming PCs sure. and there are a bunch of strangers and in let's be honest were they nubs and- were they nubs <laughs> They were devs. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> so we yeah, probably. early thing, and so they were kind of... But, um, the thing that you I said was, colleagues. <laughs> no, there were two colleagues and then three of the oh, devs. Oh, OK, right, yeah. Us. Anyway, um, but uh, the thing that I was going to say about them making it more sort of support-friendly <clears> is... Um, 
they have recently changed. So they have this play of the match thing that they mm. show you at the end and you all have to sit through and watch somebody else being great or you get to make everyone sit through you being great yeah, for a few yeah. seconds. Cool. Um, and they've tweaked how the how their systems scan for that and mm-hmm. so it sort of has different categories now and some of them are things like it tries to predict whether the thing that someone was in the process of doing when they got killed would have had a big impact on the match like if it was a big ultimate ability that they were about to to hit a bunch of people with mm. then it sort of gives extra weighting to the person who took them out which is really interesting and sort of helps maybe pick Shit. out actual sort of it's like a sort of minority report approach yeah. to scoring isn't it it's mad <laughs> yeah so and it isn't just with, like oh yeah. it was the person who got four headshots also yeah. with support characters they're doing there's like a bunch of other sort of criteria that it's assigned to maybe pick out those places it's it's off at the moment as in it's it's not picking out particularly interesting things that I've seen Mm. like you can kind of see that it's doing it differently than it used to because different heroes are coming up on the rotation of Mm. oh okay that person did something cool it's not just Bastion well this is my shooting people as they come through a door this is my question that I'm trying to get at in the fact that like um the thing is the algorithm might be able to look at that and go okay well Mm. who's going to do that uh, yeah. But, you know, the thing about uh, Dota or, or League of Legends is that because it's top-down in 2D, you always have, if you have an understanding of the game, you always have quite a clear understanding of what's happening and what's going to happen. Like, just simple mm. things like being able to just quickly look at the map and see the little flecks of red moving through the trees and knowing, okay, there's two people coming for me, and then knowing to hide. Or looking at the timer and going, okay, I think these guys will be yeah. over here for this objective. Yeah, you can't see point. anyone. You look at the time, it's here. So you have this thing of being like... How well does that work in a first-person 3D kind of environment in terms of knowing what your teammates are doing and also being able to get a a sense for what's going on or what people are about to do? So, like, you start to get a feel for how characters play and so where they're likely to be, like the the points where you're vulnerable to somebody um, with a massive shield coming out and slamming and pinning you against something. You can kind of see when they're gearing up for that or you can... um, you know that particular sniping spots are really good for where your team is currently needing to push a payload. And so you can learn to to sort of guard against that kind of thing. Um, but I also, one of the other reasons that I got back into the idea of playing it was because I went to the talk at GDC about how the audio works and how they've sort of had to um, play with that and do some interesting things with it to actually make it, work for a game if that makes sense and and so one of the examples would be um when you're in a room and somebody is above you Mm -hmm. it used to be i think like you know when they were just building it and you know not in the beta like that you could hear their footsteps because the game knew that that it was close to you even though it was you know a floor away and stuff and then they they realized that it was making people like confused and turn around like oh god i think they might be behind me i don't know where this person is i don't know how to prioritize this action sequence at this point um and so they actually did it that it works out how loud to make something based on the the distance it would take you to walk to that person or you know physically get to that person so if there's something in the way like a floor then you know it, it works it out differently and you can actually hear it further away than it would normally be if that makes sense yeah so it was just little tweaks like that that i was just like there is so much going on that's and, fascinating and yeah it, it made me really it interesting really is like, like the, the stuff that you would 
just never consider until somebody pointed out to you that's that's the thought process they had yeah. to go to. So you're like, oh yeah, well shit. And then, you know, of course in real life, I mean, that kind of reflects how sound works in real life, right? Because if somebody's, <laughs> you know, above you, in the in the room above you, you, you hear their footsteps and noises like coming down the stairs and you yeah. don't you don't hear through the floor necessarily right so mm. well that makes a lot of fucking sense to me um that- but also your brain just knows to filter stuff out like yeah. yeah stuff and it just goes okay like right now because i think about it i can hear a plane yeah. outside the window but like i hear them all the time i don't need to hear that noise because my brain doesn't really it's there but my brain yeah, doesn't yeah, really exactly. send it to me exactly. yeah. whereas if you're listening to headphones everything that's there gets sent yeah. and your brain so, deals with all of it they're also saying that they prioritize enemy sounds as well so mm. you can always hear the thing that is a threat to you yeah and you can hear the thing that is your friend just like that, coming that past that's fascinating and again so, yeah. would would sort of correspond with reality almost yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell this is really, it's really interesting like I, I never thought i'd be so interested in like the the the, the sound positioning algorithms of overwatch before <laughs> no you know what actually it was um back when i started going on studio tours and stuff when i was at oxm the thing that always fascinated me the most was always the audio mm. um but i think because you don't it's so um opaque you know it's like with with visual stuff you can see and they go oh we did this and you go oh it's interesting and they tell you how they made it look that pretty but with the audio there's so much magic and weird stuff going on behind the scenes that you n- would never even think about but it's that thing of so with audio and with good um ui design and with good um you know with all of that stuff with the matchmaking ranking and stuff yeah. like that you're only noticing it if it's gone wrong yeah. and so it's that thing of like then you sit down and somebody tells you about the work that they do to make it so unless it's you like, never see this yeah. thing unless it's like, really oh, sexy like okay. I, I remember with Destiny where like just the UIs in that game I immediately was just like this is fucking lovely like that was like that was really nice and then you played it for like 800 horrible hours oh it was great <laughs> I tapped out hours. I tapped out at a really good time with Destiny I, yeah. I, I started weaning myself off it after like the first DLC and I just kept popping in every now and then yeah. playing it for another eight hours having a lovely time it's like Kramer just like hello just like <laughs> borrowing cereal yeah. All right, this is still ticking off. Meanwhile, I kept popping in. Everyone else there was going, oh, this is disappointing. This isn't... And it's just like, you can, you don't need to keep playing it. You can stop. You can, like... You can, I've always you found can step funny away when like, you've got people who've, like, pumped, like, 500 hours into something. They go, oh, mm. after, after the 500th hour, I got bored. Yeah. This is rubbish. You're like... Jeez. There were a few times like that about Fallout 4 as well, weren't there? It was just a lot of like, well, after 150 hours, I must say I'm quite disappointed. <laughs> just like, it, it's it's yeah. madness. Oh, like, I'd actually love it. Um, it'd be a really cool, like, because one of the things, uh, uh, one of the things I really like about, um, uh, uh, one of the things I like about Eurogamer's website is the fact that as a reader, afterwards with the comments you can choose where you want the threshold to be of comments that you even see oh. like so you can be like anything that's like and i say anything that's less than zero mm. i just don't see which means only upvoted comments even appeared everything else just says this has been removed because of this etc and i'd love a similar thing of being having a filter on steam of being able to like show me reviews of people who've played it for like two to eight hours or show me reviews of people who played it for a hundred hours just because when you're going through reviews and it's like I hate this game played it for 300 hours it's like your your opinion means nothing there's, there's like, if, you play, if you play something for 300 hours and say you hate it like I don't respect you enough to care what you think yeah because you shouldn't do something for hours if you ones, hate it like for like early access games where you see people have been playing usually they are like the survival ones that everyone everyone is making yeah, yeah. and like you see people who've played the game for like 8,000 hours I'm sure was the biggest I saw yeah and, and trashed it just like you know 
um, the review sort of mentioned, well, when I first started, it was very promising. And I'm like, you've spent 8,000 8, hours playing yeah. this fucking game and, and you hate it. And why? Like, it just doesn't it doesn't compute? Yeah. Well, it's because they've spent so long looking but, at it, they found every single crack. Or like, it's just like, it's like the only time when you want to give feedback is when you're annoyed, I guess. Yeah, yeah, or like yes. you're more likely to. Yeah. So maybe their game had just crashed or something. Yeah. I don't know. And it's but... this perfect storm of like, <laughs> if you do anything for anything for 150, 200 hours, you're going to yeah. fucking detest it, unless mm. it's The Witcher 3. I find that. I mean, it's, it's but, kind of a joke now, but it's like the way it always works with uh, Quinns will discover a game and go, this game's pretty cool. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll check it out, and then he'll he'll stop playing it after about eight hours. I'll keep going for about seventy, and I'll be like, yeah, I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> but it's just because after seventy hours, you can see you know exactly what it it's, is. It's the Bethesda problem, right? I think because I, I mean, I, I'm sort of notoriously a massive fan of Bethesda games, like since Morrowind. They, I mean, they've been remaking Morrowind since Morrowind on a sort of <laughs> four every four years, which I love, like. Fallout 3 was the best Morrowind remake of all time. Um, but, like, it's, it's getting it gets very hard to defend Bethesda because they have this reputation for coming out with, like, buggy stuff and boring stuff and, oh, it's all it's all shit and it's all shallow and it's and the, the latest complaint about Bethesda stuff is that, oh, it's, it's not made by CD Projekt Red, so it's rubbish. And It's um, true, though. You can't fault it. It's a criticism. I mean, as a criticism, it's, it's pretty on. solid, right? I mean... <laughs> And everything gets hit. Fucking EastEnders, Batman, just, you know. Um, but uh, Imagine EastEnders, mate. Right? Like, I mean, everybody dies and that's cracking tits. I was just thinking, it would basically be the same, but it would be like sort of EastEnders from a parallel universe. Yeah, just, maybe with more leafy glades. Yeah, but, it, you know, it wouldn't be that far off. A horse. Yeah, it would be like, yeah, a horse. Everyone who left would leave on a horse, not in a taxi. So... Yeah, it would be. It would look. It would be just EastEnders as we know it, except mm. like crossed with The Last of Us. I'm feeling maybe like, if they took on Casualty or Holby, that would be sort of more of a challenge. It's probably like it's probably more their of. thing as well. Like, you know, <laughs> there's up. more chance of like disemboweling. And stuff, I want to go but. back to The Witch Three because I, I played it. For, I actually managed to make some headway into it. I played it for about 15, 18 hours because actually last time you were on, you were talking about I think Hearts of Hearts Hearts of Stone or is it what's what it called? expansion oh it's something like that isn't it something like that I thought uh, you'd spent 15 to 18 hours tweaking your PC settings for the Witcher I did yeah I did (laughs) and then I didn't play it for about 6-8 months Uh, but uh, I remember Jim was talking about it and it sounded really really cool oh yeah the heart yeah no I remember now yeah the hearts of stone that's the yeah (laughs) I previewed that yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah uh, and anyway yeah I went back into it and it was good I think I I got just towards the end of the it's an extremely good game. It is, but it's funny because it does so many things that you... It's almost like one of those games that I realise almost exists in a strange vacuum and the fact that there's so many things about it that you go, why don't all open world games do this? And yet there's so many things it did that I was like, why have you fucking done this? Yeah. Like, it's very it's very unique for me among that kind of kind of open world. Like, I mean, I call it... I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, it's a Bethesda game. It's just a very... It's just better than any game Bethesda have made. But, yeah. Anyways, mm. um, but it's... It, it, for it to sustain its kind of... And it does do some shitty things, and, it, and you know, there's certainly some problematic things in there. But um, to sustain its level of quality for as long as it does, 
is, I mean, I don't think they will ever make a game as good as that. Because the first two Witcher games they made, and I know people will get upset, were dog shit. Yeah. And it's like, somehow... The second one had some really cool things in it. Yeah, I get get uh, the impression that the third one is like the game they wanted to make. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But I couldn't actually Um, believe, because I had a weird thing with The Witcher 2 where I played the first, like, six hours of it um, mm. about three times um, for Mm. different reasons. Um, and I thought it was incredible and I was like oh I've got to go back and eventually when I did it was The Witcher 3 I thought no I'll finish the story so I can take my save over and all that and I'll I'll like you know no, I'll want to get the most out of the story so fuck it let's do it mm. and I just and I couldn't believe how it was like uh, walking through uh, the front door of a house and realising that it was like a, it was a fake house it was just a Hollywood like 2D house <laughs> it was a weird thing of like the first third of that game is just so well made and rich and mm. deep and then it's just like you just fighting harpies. Like, it's just this weird thing. At one point, it's like, bring me a hundred harpy feathers. I thought, oh, how many harpies have I to fight? It's like, most of the rest of the game is just harpies. It's like, they've run out of monsters, they've run out of stuff, and suddenly everything just starts looking cheap. And then the game just is suddenly over in a really fast way. And I it's think like, it's, it's so front-loaded because... You can just see the money pouring away from it. It's like... Uh, oh, yeah. It has to be top-heavy because... <laughs> I mean, the cold hard reality is that they know that the vast majority of people didn't get much further into no, sure, Witcher two and three, um, uh, like Witcher, Witcher, the first Witcher game. I was going to say Witcher one, then I had burns in my head shouting at me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the, the Witcher, um, the first third of that is it's all right, like yeah. it's pretty decent. Um, and then, you know, when you get to into the city, because there's that whole plot about how uh, the, the city's kind of walled off and whatever, and you actually get into the city and there's some interesting stuff with the detective and then you're in a swamp for fucking 20 hours and it is the worst game of all time. I've never gotten past that. No, I'll tell you what. I, I can't think of many games that do swamps well. I remember that with Laws of Shadow. They and need this to really inexplicable it. first level in the swamp that yeah. hid from many people the fact that Laws of Shadow was in a phenomenally good game. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, but it just starts with the worst level ever. It put, I mean, that's the swamp bit of The Witcher put me off swamps like for. <laughs> You know, Where are we going on holiday? As, Not to a fucking swamp, as, I'll tell you that. I'm done with swamps. As a concept, as a, as a thing, as a trope. As a biome. Yeah. Because you're not into it. Witcher 2 had a similar thing, because you know when you get to that bit where there's a fucking battlefield between yeah, the two bits? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is the swamp, isn't it? Yeah. This battlefield's basically a swamp. It's been trampled a bit. Um, and then Witcher 3, because it's open world, you don't you're not kind of funneled into that you know there's not a sort of bit of the game that's shit but you have to get through it mm. so you, you, you know you got more uh, and I think I think that's why Witcher 3 is better than the other two by the way because you're never funneled into a shit bit you know there's always stuff that you can do that's cool yeah um but I like I avoided doing those quest markers that took me into the big fucking swamp area because I was like, you're not getting me again. I'm not going into that fucking swamp. <laughs> and you go into the swamp and it's actually all right. In the yeah, Witcher that was 3. a good swamp. It's a, yeah, it's a nice swamp, you know. Well, it wasn't nice, but it was good. It's good, but you know, it's got like you know, there's bits people have painted and shit and candy and you know, I mean, it's yeah. got sinister undertones, but yeah, you know, was it was good. at least colourful. I do need to go so, back to it. It was uh, it was just weird how actually mm. like funnily enough, the one thing that didn't work in it was uh, all of the traditional RPG stuff. It was like, they did such a good job of, like, story in the world that mm-hmm. it then felt really jarring when you got a pair of trousers you couldn't put on or, like, or that you couldn't fight this monster but you could fight this monster. Especially when it's like, 
Yeah, you can fight this big, terrifying-looking monster. But you can't fight this really small one because it's a higher level than you, and it's just like <laughs> the traditional RPG leveling system just felt like massively it's weirdly just jarring. Some bullshit. Isn't but it? I think it's because they did the rest of it so well, mm. and like you know, with stuff like with Bethesda games, you're constantly aware that you're just playing a game, whereas Witcher actually managed to conjure up the sense of being in a world. Yeah. And then when you <clears throat> bashed up against the video game bullshit, you're just like, what? Also, it really bothered me that they only had like. Uh, they can get away they got away with it largely because it's peasants and you, you can like because because of peasants where's this going they all look the same like, classist places it is well, no, it's the fact that basically Amanda because it's so like, this is a man who shops at Waitrose and gets a vegetable box delivery I mainly go to Waitrose for the free coffee alright I'm a scrub I'm a middle class scrub so you've but, got a Waitrose card yeah I do because they give you free coffee and peasants it's great they send me an email once a month saying this is how much money you've saved this month and it's always like 35 quid I'm like that's not money I save that's money you've given me free coffees like, I wouldn't have fucking bought a coffee well, I'll have one anyway I'm not saying they're peasants because they're poor I mean they're peasants in the <laughs> traditional sense that they have like face like leather yeah. and thick voices and broken teeth yeah. and it Video means that peasants. Yeah, yeah and it means you have the same model being used like all the time yeah. but because it's just generic kind of this is somebody very poor and weathered who's been in the field their whole life it, you don't you don't notice you don't, yeah because you think I'm fucking I'm Geralt of Rivia like, yeah I'm really fucking important yeah and you, you've just been sort of digging shit up like, yeah so like, maybe they got flogged by bandits yeah. maybe their wife's dead so it doesn't matter get like, fucking they literally all look the same because there's only about I mean, five or six different models I mean that's probably people look like to actual like, exactly you know, I mean that's what I'm yeah. saying you know it's like that's how Geralt would actually see people it's like Geralt goggles it's yeah, like, Geralt goggles. Depending like, on how important people every are. Every time he sees an Adidas hoodie or something, he's just like, yeah, same character. But maybe that explains the big problem yeah. I have with the fact that I, I could get around with the fact that they had this really reuse of haircuts and faces um, for NPCs. But, <laughs> the shittest haircuts as but well. But what I couldn't get over is the fact that they had like, they appeared to only have like one character model for women, which meant it wouldn't matter whether it was like some young buxom beauty or some haggard old leather faced buxom <laughs> woman. <laughs> It's like it just felt really jarring that like all of the women had the exact same body shape and it was just always a bit porn starry, even when they were like an old woman talking to you. It was oh, no. like this is weird, like, and it really bothers me because it just breaks me out of the game. Because it, I, I, when I'm doing that, I'm suddenly not in a fantasy world anymore. I'm suddenly some well, you're in somebody's fantasy. you're in yeah. somebody's fantasy world. Yeah, yeah. but um, um, maybe that's the Geralt goggles. Maybe he's a perfect. <laughs> Maybe he just sees he all totally women. Oh. The Geralt goggles actually make the games make so much more fucking sense. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to enjoy The Witcher 3 more now. Actually, Go and play goggles. it and just think, right, think, like, keep the Geralt goggles in Geralt mind. Geralt is a classic shit th- This isn't the reality of Temeria. This is this is Geralt goggles, Temeria. So this is this is how Geralt sees the world. And, oh, like, you know, there's just, there's, there's just fucking holes everywhere. Subhuman and, scum. Yeah, I mean, you know, just uh, everywhere he looks, there's someone to put his dick and yeah. or, or his sword or, or kill you know yeah. one or the other and that's, that's how he orders the world <laughs> traffic lights with him in it you know terrible sometimes he gets confused like when it's a sucky bus he's like I don't know where that is shall I kill this you need to consult the book um, <laughs> what does it say in the book <laughs> something about oils what kind of oils <laughs> and the, and the I book, still don't know where we're going with this the book just goes fill your boots oh what right, uh, <laughs> 
but so that's The Witcher Three. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. It's so <laughs> vaguely on my list to play. This is making me slightly more enthused. Actually, but like... <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it is really good. Well, it's just it, yeah. Oh, it arrived when I was having. T- I think it arrived when I was doing a lot of MOBA stuff and doing a lot of basically sure. everything else that needs hundreds of hours. And then suddenly there was this thing that was like, "Hi, or you could spend hundreds of hours with me." And I'm kind of like, guys, come on. Yeah, I've been <laughs> like, a lot more this year, especially after last oh. year. I got to the end of it and realised there were so many things I haven't played. I've been mm-hmm. uh, I tried to be a lot better at drawing a line under things I'm just not going to touch or look at. And I the division like, was one yeah. of those. I was just like, no. I mean, I'm sure it's good, but no. I'm very into games that take eight to ten hours yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll tell you what I've been getting into, actually. I've been getting into... Rubbish mobile games. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny to me. There we go. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm right now. This way. I've been playing Clash Royale, which is uh, made by the people who made Clash of Clans, but don't panic. There is actually a game behind it rather than just something that keeps you locking every day mm-hmm. and getting your friends to do things. Have they still got the little sort of Rufus Hound fellas in the adverts? Or? Probably, yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, they are quite Rufus Hound. Yeah, they're, they're a bit Rufusy, yeah. Well, they've yeah. got um, the same char- a lot of the same like characters in this yeah. Uh, so yeah you think you've still got the mini Rufus chaps but it's uh, it's a very simple game it's basically a cross, a cross between a very very basic uh, like two lane mobery thing of like tower defence push the towers and it's head to head you play it online against other people yeah. um, and then it also has a slight kind of card drafting system in it um, uh, like deck building but it's it's very simple it's not deck building it's, it's card drafting uh, and it's like you have at any point, you have four cards you can you can play, and you literally just drag them from the bottom of the screen onto either of the lanes, um, and then they push up the lane, and you need to destroy the other person's towers. But obviously, each of these cards costs different amounts of like juice, mana, whatever, and you have a bar that's constantly going up, so you have this thing of being like, do you just spaff everything out at once and hope this little army is going to take out loads of their stuff, or do you uh, are you more conservative with it and wait for them to attack and counter? Um but it's nice because you have a total of eight cards in your deck and you're always unlocking, like, you unlock new ones and you level them up and that's kind of part of the it's a mobile game of you go back and you have things like um, you win chests from fighting people mm-hmm. and then the chests take, like, three hours to unlock mm-hmm. and then it just means... It's fine, which means your, your phone vibrates and goes, oh, you've got another... It's unlocked. And then you go, okay, and then you start opening another one and then when you've opened loads of them and you've got chest slots and you've got nothing to open, you play a few rounds of it, you get some more chests, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah. And you can spend money to get more cards. Um, but I haven't really spent any money on it. I spent about a quid, I think, because I just thought, I'm enjoying this, I'll give you a quid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun. It's you basically you you rank up by winning matches, and then when you get to higher ranks, you get access to better cards from chests, hmm. unlocking new characters and stuff. And that's cool. It's nice in the fact that you only you can only choose from four cards at a time, and every time you spend a card, it gets replaced with another one. But you have a total of eight, but you choose those eight you want. So it means you have the strategy of choosing eight cards that kind of work, but it still has enough of that kind of a. Uh, deck building thing of choosing a versatile selection of things and not just going for like this is really good at attacking but choosing like simple tools of being like okay like I always have a very basic attack which is just arrows and it's just like I always keep that because it's a big spread of arrows I don't do much damage but every now and then you come up against players who have like skeleton armies where suddenly you've just got like a hundred tiny skeletons and if you've got an arrow nearby you can just end that immediately so as this nice kind of thing of a nice pace of of trying to choose where to put things in the lane in terms of how long it'll take them to pull up so you've got the the timing of different troops and you've got the fact that these different that you start to learn counters and you start to feel like 
there's like one guy called the prince, I think, who's just a fucker with a, a, a lance on a, a horse. <laughs> and he's a dick. Because like the first time I started facing people <laughs> using him, because also because it's like unless you're spending loads of money on it, it just immediately put me in mind of fucking like Harry hanging out of a chopper shooting people. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, sorry, <laughs> yeah. but it's this thing of like I, I, you know because everyone has different cards. Like you get like epics that yeah. are like kind of really good units, and I think it gives most people like one or two of them in your little tutorial stages. But everyone gets different ones, and so you end up having you end up building a strategy around what you've got so far or what's levelled up at the moment. And it mixes it up because different things get levelled up in the cards you get in boxes. You go, oh, well, this is really good now. I might try and build a little army around this. Do you um, get a budget for, like, what you can spend your hand on? Like, for, like, the no. spaces? Or is it just any eight cards? It's any eight cards. And that's the interesting thing, is it tells you, like, the average kind of cost of them. Because mm. it, there's different kind of strategies. You can just go for, like, lots of really low-cost things. And then it means you're constantly just dropping stuff. Yeah. Um, but Or you can go for, like, lots more high-cost cards, but then... Obviously, it's a bit more risk-reward. But then it's nice in the fact that the games only last for three minutes, and in the last 60 seconds, you get double elixir, double, like, mana. Okay. And so it basically means that if you have gone for, like, lots of high-value things, mm. then you kind of, like, if you can hold out, then you can then just go, oh, and just drop, like, <laughs> horrible things on them, and yeah. they won't be able to kind of deal with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's just every time, like, uh, I've in, been introduced to a new type of thing, I've just had this period of going, oh, my God, like, what is this? And this this prince, he charges you with a javelin and then just destroys everything. And I was like, it wasn't until I actually, like, looked into it that it was like, okay, like, after about a second and a half, he starts charging, and then if he hits anything when he's charging, he does double damage. Mm-hmm. And so it's this weird thing of, like, you just have to, like, constantly keep putting things just in front of him so he can't get up speed and there's enough little kind of uh, nuance in terms of how things work and um, that it feels when you get beaten it's not that unsatisfying because often what will happen is you'll get beaten by somebody who either has a a sort of deck that you think ah like I was too cocky there and I didn't see what they had and they've screwed me with that or you think ah I haven't really you've realised you've swapped something greedily out of your hand that you needed something that was kind of a bit of a utility. You thought you put something fun in there and then you're like, no, nah, I should have kept like those crap skeletons because I need them for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also if you get beaten, sometimes it's just because you look, you can see the little numbers above the troops and it's that they've got higher level troops than you mm-hmm. and all of their troops are really high level. And you're just like, ah, you're a bastard. who's going to spend loads of money on it. <laughs> I was going to ask yeah. about the matchmaking actually, but I'm assuming that if it's only three minutes, then it's sort of, it's maybe less of a problem if you come up with against somebody mm-hmm. who has just dropped a ton of change onto well, it. Well, I'm not sure like if this is a good idea or not, but the way it works is that when you win, you get more trophies, and the trophies define what bracket you're in. Right. And that means you get better rewards, etc. But it generally means that if people do blow loads of money, it means that they what will happen then is they will just keep winning. Yeah. And then they will just get knocked into the higher ranks and then you won't see them until you're at that level. Okay. So really it's not been a problem. But also it does mean you get that satisfying thing sometimes where you think, bloody hell, this guy's got high level things, but then you can still beat them. Yeah. Like it isn't the fact that like because you can outplay stuff and there's actually like a lot uh, especially when there's a big battle going on, there's lots of things fighting. Yeah. Choosing what you drop into the battle to counter, but also where you put it, because it's like all of the units have actual aggro as well. Mm. So it means you can be like, okay. put something in a position where like these enemies will attack it, but not these. And that huh. will like make a massive difference in terms of how the battle pans out. Yeah. So it's really satisfying sometimes when you just, you kind of be quite calculated about when you drop things and where you put them and the timing of it. 
And when it all goes right and you just destroy someone, it is great. Especially because it takes three <laughs> minutes. Because you can just be sitting on the loo, start a game, ruin somebody, put it back in your pocket, and then just get on with your day with a big grin on your face, being like, <laughs> I just... I just destroyed that person whilst having a comfortable sit-down wee. My day's going brilliantly. Um, yeah. And that's my review. We've done two reviews on the podcast today. It's great. Shit. What have we reviewed, sorry? Witcher 3. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Clash Royale. Yeah. And a little bit of the Overwatch. A little, yeah. Yeah. Right, fuck it. We're that's, overachieving. That's, this, is, this, yeah. is, this is the most productive my week has been... <laughs> <laughs> I should also mention I played Crashlands, um, mm. which uh, I heard was good from. It's Kate Gray. I remember now. Yeah, <laughs> Kate Gray told me uh, she's on the podcast. She's on here, I think, at least once, and mm. she told me the Crashlands was good. I watched the trailer for Crashlands, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> it was like really loud in your face. It was like, um, You're like, damn you, Kate Gray. <laughs> <laughs> It was before she said this actually it was before because uh, I was looking into it because I knew it was kind of big and I was like oh lots of people playing this I'll look at it and the trailer was like the behemoth done wrong it was just lots of shouting and lots of like as if it was like whimsical shouting and I was like no the behemoth nailed that but it's quite a specific thing they do mm. and they just hadn't got it and I just thought that, that it looked really really obnoxious and bad Actually, as it turns out, the game could not be any more different. Um, the writing is actually okay. It was mm. just, uh, uh, but there isn't any audio. It's all just text, and you're. It's kind of a, a little like kind of slightly don't starvey terrari thing, mm-hmm. top down. You're a little purple dude, and you just go around killing monsters, chopping down trees, and making things. Um, but it's really chill. It's like so chill. Mm-hmm. It has this wonderful soundtrack that's just really like relaxed, kind of electronic music, really, really nice slow pace. And um, the combat is really nice in the fact that it's designed, it is on PC and stuff, but it's designed for phone or, or iPad or Android pad or whatever. In the fact that it has this nice thing of like you just tap to move, but then tap to attack. And it has this nice rhythm with the with the combat where what you end up having to do is 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 tap the enemy to attack and then you move forward to attack them and then quickly start tapping away because you can see where the enemy's attack is coming. So you're almost like kind of kiting around and like you just get into this weird rhythm of like tapping around to like avoid attacks and you're never actually like immediately tapping anywhere. You just tap somewhere mm-hmm. and it sets the trajectory of where he's walking to. Mm-hmm. And so you go start walking in that direction. But then like a split second later you'll go, well, actually, no, you need to change to this direction. So it means you're just constantly correcting the way you're walking by tapping around. But... You, it's the weird thing of you, it, it worked, it's really great combat and actually it did quite badly um, it didn't do badly but it, it got a lot of stick on PC this game because people got annoyed they couldn't use a gamepad or something right. or like they couldn't they were annoyed there weren't more control options but having played the game it's like well no this is this is the control system mm. it's like it's made around this yeah and it's a really nice, PC simple system. Are fucking mental, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. it's yeah. true. Um, but it's weird how like you kind of think to to not get that to be playing yeah. it and not get that. I mean, like that when fucking Evil Within, um, you know, people started modding it and and taking like the color filters off and taking the uh, the two thirty five to one fil- uh you know, black yeah, the black bars, black, black bars, bars because you yeah yeah, which of course they're not black bars, but anyway, <laughs> like um, people started like. So I remember, I'm sure I listened to some some podcast or something where somebody was like, yeah, it's really great. You take that shitty colour filter off and blah, 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 and it runs. And I'm like, yeah, but somebody made the game like that for a reason. Like, mm. there's like, 
I mean, I've never fucking played it, but I assume there's some kind of theme that that's meant to uh, meant to suggest, or yeah. you know, th- th- there's there's a creative decision there that you're just fucking with because the BTC often tends know, to take quite a crass approach to optimization in terms of making things better. It's and very, I mean, that's some no, that's not always true by any means. Yeah, but I mean, no, that, no, I remember no, especially no, back no, in the day with like HD mods for games. Often it would be like, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got HD textures, but like. Who the fuck made these textures? Like mm. some of them were just horrible, but it was like it was this sort of strange mentality. It was better to have yeah. a, a better resolution. Than- See, I'm a bad PC gamer because I only really sort of dabble in mods every now and again. Mm. Like that's fine, me too. I sort of. It's, I seem to spend most of my time trying to figure out why something isn't working whenever I get involved with mods. So mm. it's very much like. Do you know what? I'm going to save myself an evening of not playing games mm. and just play something that, yeah, I, used that to, I have and I know I used to have the patience for that more when I was younger, but now it's part of my job that something doesn't work and I have to work out. Like, you know, it's like I spend yeah. enough time like trying to work out why like why Premiere's crashing when I try and drag <laughs> this MP3 into the well, thing. Premiere's crashing because Adobe made it. It's like, that's it. There's some weird bugs in the new one, right? If you export an MP3 into the project, if you click the little box, then if you try and use that mp3 in the project it just won't work at all and that it's consistent and i, I don't know it's just weird anyway um <laughs> drives me mental um oh, have, you, have you tried exporting any 60 fps stuff recently no since the, since the last update using coda sometimes. sorry sorry to derail this sometimes in works. <laughs> sometimes encoder helps you out but no um I th- well i think it just from within premiere if we're you're literally just doing a video editing podcast like, now we should it, stop yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah this is bad sorry but yeah <laughs> but anyway it now takes like fucking 10 times longer than it, it would have done on the same machine in the last version and um only affects 60 fps video 60 yes. fps it's like oh 60 fps uh and you know you better go I and have mostly a don't bother but mm. uh, yeah I honestly can't see FPS stuff either like this is another like probably shouldn't confess this what with working at a PC gaming website but I just oh, kind of I just don't see it I don't see the difference a lot of the time with, I can like, see the difference but uh, the thing I find is that um, I don't um, actually or if I do notice care that it much. doesn't bother me yeah that's the thing is I can see the difference and sometimes runs, when I'm playing like, yeah. something I'm like this is nice yeah. but Definitely. it's that thing of like it's um, it always reminds me of when I used to go from playing on my PC to playing on the N64 when I was a kid as soon as I sat down in front of the N64 I was always like oh my god the graphics are terrible but then after like two minutes you just forget mm. and it's like you know I'm always going from like high end PC to stuff like the you know the, the 3DS or something it's like mm. you know you don't, you don't you're, sometimes you immediately go oh god the screen on this is like rubbish but then you just forget, and it doesn't really yeah. matter that well, much. It's, it's, I don't know. it's the engagement, though, isn't it? It's it's yeah. the. I mean, and it, it's not like people don't know this, but there's this weird kind of. I mean, we all play games on PC, right? So it's not like it's not. This isn't a PC gamer thing. Like I, I, I fucking love PC gaming. Always have, but but there's this weird kind of really vocal strain of people now, who just. They've got such a, a numbers obsessed approach to everything, like, um, like, like these are the people sort of you know, always demanding high frame rate movies and so like high frame rate movies look dog shit. They look weird, don't they? They tried it 
Like, you know, it didn't work. And nothing after The Hobbit is going to be shot and high. <laughs> because there's no fucking point. Because people look at it and go, eh, this looks weird. You know. It, it looks cheap. That's it, a strange thing. Well, it, it, it makes a like fucking, TV. Yeah, it can make a fucking $200 million production look like it was shot in fucking high eight. So nobody's going to do it. Um, but there's a lot of people out there are just obsessed with the fact that Obsessed with the idea that you know, like the reason that it looks cheap is just because you're wrong. Everyone's wrong. Everyone looking at it is wrong, and they need to change to suit the high. And then you're thinking, but 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 then why are you why are you spending all that time and money trying to sort of educate people about high frame rate? Um, which, which the resources of which like required to produce stuff in high frame rate are ridiculous as well. If you think about just you know if you think about it like just doubling the amount of frames in a, yeah. in a movie in film like it's, it's logistically like yeah. fuck me um, you know it adds like horrendous resources uh, so you know it, it takes up a horrendous amount of resources. Well, yeah, with CGI, it's literally twice as much money. Yeah. Yeah, because well, like, exactly. most it. of the money in CGI is render time. Yeah, and computers it's, running it exactly, um, and it, it's a fucking like, and you think, well, why would people go to that kind of trouble um, uh, when right now everyone just looks at it? Apart from these fannies, everyone just looks at it and goes, Ugh. "It's a weird obsession." You know, I'll isn't watch it? the I'll watch the shit version. Thanks, it looks a lot better. But like, I think you often know, it just feels like there's an abstract number that is then attached to being good and I don't understand mm. why I think that's more where I'm at with it yeah, is yeah. That I kind of look at these things and it's kind of like that's a criterion for success that I don't I can't even understand as mm. a as a thing to hit for success mm. if it isn't breaking the game or if it isn't you know like an active I mean I was gonna say an active annoyance but obviously it is to these people and I mm. but I just don't see it as like a like and it, it sort of seems to also be sort of holding games to this um thing of of standardization where it's kind of like every game needs to hit these benchmarks just to sort of be okay yeah. and you're like otherwise what? they're Why? bad and wrong and the devs haven't done their job properly but i've like, never really heard yeah. a, a convincing explanation as to why any of this stuff you know like I mean, if it isn't yeah. breaking the, the, the only game, the only like, explanation I i've heard is that it's like in fast-paced games it's like you just have more information and more but i i, I mean i don't maybe it's just i don't play games at that pace anymore like yeah, I mean, even then though, like I mean, shooters work at thirty. They work better at sixty, but they still fucking. Oh, everything's work. fine. Yeah, I mean, like I you mean, know, let's say like stuff like you know, like stuff like three DS, like it runs at thirty. Yeah, it's, like, it's thirty, and it's fine. Maybe yeah. that's why I'm not a pro gamer, but yeah, it's, like, yeah, but it's like I'm never going to be a pro gamer. I don't know, but I think <laughs> it's somehow, somehow there is there is a tendency. Like, I, I'm, um, I'm thirty one, man. It's like <laughs> fucking hell. I've, I'm, I'm going to get arthritis soon. Like, I'm, and I mean, maybe but, that's maybe that is the difference. Sometimes with the console, everyone buys the same console and. Everyone wants to get the best out of their console. It's not like people don't give a fuck. It's like, you know, I've got a PS4. Like, I want, if I'm playing a PS4 game, I want it to look cool. I want it to look gorgeous. But, like, when you get given what you get given, you accept that 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 is it. That is the, that's the thing. When you, when you, when you know that the next guy has the same hardware and the game looks the same for them, it's not a no, it's not funny an issue. How, but when when you got a community of people, yeah. the first thing they do when they get a new game is get the fucking console open and turn on a frame counter. 
they're not playing a game then. They're playing fucking, you know, they're playing tweak the fucking set. It's, it's dick waving at it, the end of the day. It's, um, it, and it's just like, you're not engaged in these games. All, all you all you care about is how, it, it, like, it's the boy racer approach to, it's it's the same with, you know, that, that section of motoring. It's those, the tinkering, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the Just the, but like, oh, if I just do this thing, I'll get like a tiny yeah. bit more performance. And part of me is like, that's fascinating. And like, mm. you care so much about this thing that I just, cannot even wrap my head around yeah. and then it's like but it spills out in these other ways that well I'm this is like, the thing and this is what I bet oh. you they couldn't fucking coherently tell you like what they think about you know the their experience of playing Mass Effect or something or, or you know how I they don't know. You know I think it, like it, it just seems like it's a very very narrow fucking lens to well, look I, at things I, I think the problem is we, as I was saying with this with this game Crashlands and people complaining about um, like you know on Steam reasons and people complaining about not being able to use different control uh, like schemes and stuff yeah yeah I think it's more like it, it's realising it's not just visual it's it's some it's something to do with like that people have like they've spent money and time making their rig and then they want to use it to the maximise mm. of their capability and that includes stuff like wanting to use whatever like and it's mm. like this weird thing of if a game doesn't let them use their system to what they deem to be its best capacity then they get annoyed whether that's graphics or controls but it, I mean with graphics it always just boggles me because I just think well like why do you care about this it just seems like an extremely boring thing to care about and you know mm. unfortunately when you say this people do get offended and they do go oh you think I'm boring it's like well yeah I do like that's well, fine yeah though. you are because then <laughs> like people think I'm boring when I fucking won't stop talking about cooking cabbage it's fine different people but yeah. I cannot fucking understand why why it's just uh, of such an interest but especially with Crashlands it's just this weird thing of being like if you cannot see that mm. this is not meant to be played in any other way then I just I don't know but what's do you think maybe up. it shouldn't have been ported in that case no because like... I think it worked perfectly well with clicking as well okay. it's just the way that you just it's like it's a I weird I thought maybe you were saying that it only really really works on a touch screen so... no I think it would work just as well with clicking it's just oh, okay. that it's just that it means it's a bit it's a bit like a Imagine a version of Dota, but in treacle, of it being like, because you know how it's like, you're just kind of constantly clicking around to change the movement of the character yeah, slightly, because yeah. you're constantly having yeah, to yeah. calculate. It's like that, but much slower, okay. and with a kind of rhythm. And the enemy designs are all nice enough that they move in what, at first when you meet them, is quite an erratic-seeming way. Hmm. You start to learn how they move, and then it means you're just sitting back with this chill music, just casually tapping away, and and sometimes taking risks and taking on enemies that might kill you, but... Um, and it has that nice thing when you do get hit by enemies they hit you like a truck and it's mm. quite it's quite like unforgiving but Smashing. but you can keep dodging <laughs> it good. you can always keep dodging it's, it's I'd really oh, shit, actually son. considering I really ragged on the, the trailer so much when I first saw it I thought it was just awful mm. um, it's a really if you want to play something it's one of those weird things where often with these little crafty yeah. games I get obsessed with trying to collect stuff whereas in this I find myself just chilling out and I find myself just wandering around realising I've just been collecting trees I don't even need trees having a poo yeah uh, for example I'm just enjoying I'm just enjoying or sitting in the garden yeah just, you know, it's like sitting in the garden let's go with it's situation. like sitting in the garden yeah. having a poo in the garden no, uh, stop doing that I have neighbours it's a shared premises <laughs> Jesus Jim now, you know I've got a shout outside for years actually now I think about not it not tonight alright <laughs> <laughs> not in my backyard <laughs> not in sophisticated fucking balance yeah I know, um, I know, I know. yeah but uh, that yeah sounds cool actually but that that whole 
PC thing is is is, is mad. Um, Maybe but it's what we- I encounter when I start going down the Skyrim modding black hole, where you sort of you suddenly start seeing the world as if everything should be moddable, and there were a few mm. things that I never got right. Like I think I was telling you on a previous podcast, <laughs> like I never got the wind in the trees right, and it's such a stupid oh, thing shit. to be bothered by. But yeah. like the trees never moved quite right, and so I drove myself nuts trying to find a mod that would actually sort of help with that. And in the end. I just had to walk away from the game because I couldn't walk through an environment without seeing all of the things that I kind of wanted to tweak. <laughs> and then, so maybe that's what it gets like. If yeah. you're super into modding, possibly, you're kind yeah. of like, right, that's a thing I can fix. That's a thing I can optimise. That's, why that's I spend, what uh, I can make better. That, I mean, that's dangerous. That Like, if that starts bleeding into your everyday life, <laughs> especially with How like, you end up with sheds, Jim. <laughs> you know, pretty much. And also, like, especially with like um, Elder Scrolls mods, you know, yeah. you're, you're going to walk around just wondering why you can't see people's penises. Because the, like, <laughs> Absolutely. What's honestly, wrong? Honestly, the, the furry community... What do you mean I can't? Like Elder Scrolls modding and the furry furry community, the the, the Venn diagram there is fascinating. Like, I'm sure the, those people fucking love. They, they haven't got any interest in 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 Skyrim. And frankly, the the the, the wonderful Tamrielic lore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate the lore. <laughs> is that the first time Tamrielic has been said out loud? I don't know. Oh god! Um, but uh, that's amazing. That's like a video game equivalent of like some like fifty year old man getting angry about immigrants. Yeah. Oh, what are they doing in Tamriel? They don't appreciate yeah, the law. Yeah. They're, oh, just they're, just, they're just make... modding in fucking cat onesies and shagging people. It's ridiculous. Um, this is what they do. I mean, this yeah. is a thing. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, why not? I mean, it's not. It's not canon. But I feel like this is a whole new world. Like this is like when I found out the bronies might be a sex thing. Like oh, was... it's so yeah, it's like, horrible. But it's funny because I think it just a... it's just people who liked my little brony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they exist as well, Pip. Don't let you. Yeah. It's not all about. It's not that's yeah. no. Don't worry. Don't let, don't kill all of your innocence. It, it kind of it was hard because you know I I really <laughs> like I really like my little pony friends with magic because right because I have I have, I have three daughters yeah and I watch it with. That's them. Made for, so, isn't it? you know, I've I've got I've got an excuse. I like ben and Holly as well. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. Ben and Holly, not seen, don't think I've seen that. It's Is got it? like a little uh, ladybird instead of a dog, like because they're a fairy and an elf who like are friends and, right. and go around in the forest. And then there's like Gaston, who's the ladybird, who's kind of like a badly behaved <laughs> puppy, basically. I don't think. We've no. covered some substantial, don't, don't a substantial scope of topics. I know, right? Um, we really have. Just we? to swing back briefly to um, the, <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, no, it's we, fine. We, we were no. go off on it's one absolutely one. fine. I need yeah. to check out this Ben and Holly business. Right? <laughs> 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 I'll send you some gifts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I just think it's fascinating how like there is always this tendency um, for for uh, a lot of people who really love PC to think that like console gamers are kind of like. A bit stupid, and stupid and thick because they because they put up with the idea that they put up without with not being able to to change things. They yeah. put up with like what they're given, mm. but I think it's interesting where like when you actually put it the other way around and go, all right, yeah, but consoles gamers just quietly put up with what they're given, and that might make them like you know less interesting. But if you then have the capability to change everything, mm. but you don't know when what you've been given originally is good or not, yeah. what does that matter? Like, it's that weird thing of like, it's like Burger King, like, have it your way. What do you want your burger? Like, yes, you can ask for exactly whatever you want, but yeah. if your burger is just 18 pieces of tomato in a bun, <laughs> it's not a good burger. Do you like, think they do me a chip butty? 
I think they probably would, you know. It's the thing. I it's don't like, know if they still do that anymore. How does the pricing system work with all of this? Do, have it your way. I don't know if they do it in the UK anymore because for years they kept saying, have it your way. And then because we're British, literally nobody did. You just go, I'll have that burger. And nobody ever went, can I have that burger without the onion? Because it's just like, <laughs> why would you do that? Oh, because it, uh, it means that you get it cooked fresh. I know, I know you should, but it's a British. It's just such an un- anti-British <laughs> thing to do yeah. to like ask for something that's in any way trouble. Um, <laughs> to stand there fucking fuming because it's taking twenty minutes to get served, and then yeah, I think most people but, had to but like you just convince yourself it's fine. No, nope, it's fine. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not even gonna. You know, I think a lot of people had to go any enjoyment, uh, disenjoyment, or a lot of people had to go to the the open university just to learn how to order in Starbucks. I think <laughs> in terms of like just there's different milks you can have, you can have different types of, of frothy sweet shit. Um, we should, <laughs> fuck, fuck it. <laughs> we should do. Uh, it's great if you're desperate for caffeine and there is literally nowhere else <laughs> um, for miles. Um, I was just, just going to mention, sorry, like uh, just feeding off from the whole PC camera thing. Um, I made the mistake of talking about uh, playing Rise of the Tomb Raider on, on, on the PC version because I don't have an Xbox One. Yeah. That pisses people off. How can you be a game? Oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> if you don't own every single piece of hardware. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. This Any- is the first generation I haven't, actually. But I, it's yeah, you've got an Engage. Hmm? You've got an Engage. There is one in the office. There is, there is one in the office. It's got the, I think we've got like that weird Elder Scrolls game that came out on it, funnily <laughs> enough, and the Sonic game um but yeah i, I remember pl- saying on our podcast that we were uh i was playing rise of the tomb raider and it's like and it's quite a new game my pc's a couple of years old and it was mid-range at the time you know so it's like i mentioned really really fucking casually it was like i had to bump it down to 900p to get it to 60 but after that it was great and there were people there was one guy in the comments on that podcast who was like talking like he was going to call the fucking Salvation Army. He was just like, he was just like, no PC game should be running under 1080p. And I'm like, that is not a rule. That's not a rule. That's just you. That's just you talking shit. And I'm like, it's fine. If I want a new graphics card, I'll fucking buy one because I'm an adult. Like, He's like, if you need help, I can help you spec your PC. I'm like, no, I don't need help. I just have like other shit to worry about. What the fuck is, what world have I entered? And I was like, never talking about PC. PC games ever again if I play anything on PC I'm not going to mention the platform like people just assume that you're oh he's a console guy he's obviously thick like I'm like I'm patently not fucking thick or I like to think I'm not um, but yeah weird culture very strange culture but yeah like 900p like if you're running a PC game at 900p they think that's an affront like I think the, I've I think the, I've lost the it, less people I used it, to have it's, a, a, it's like a religious affront it's like that's You've, you've committed something bad to you, right? I, I used to have a lot of those people with. following me, but then I pissed them off and they've all gone. Yeah. I hate um, having to deal with the technical side of PC stuff. Like, I was having this thing where I was trying out the Paragon Vita and, like, it started running so slowly and I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to figure out why so yeah. I know whether it's my PC or I know whether it's the game or, oh, God. But then my internet connection died for five hours, so I was like, it's fine. It's fine. fine. I don't need yeah, to, yeah. I don't need don't to need figure to this out yet. <laughs> But it is horrible when you're sitting there like, I need to find out who's fucked it and who's fucked what. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh. It's usually I fucked it, so. Something is wrong. <laughs> Something has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> it's probably Jim. Yeah, just just, Jim. just tell people that. It's like, it's Jim. You owned up to it. You can ask him. <laughs> Next week, uh, hopefully, I will have some impressions on Dark Souls 3. Ooh. Um, because I have it. 
how many pantomimes did you go to as a child? I go. Sorry, still, the pair of I us. still go. <laughs> do you? That wasn't yeah. pantomime. Use your kids as an excuse, th- but secretly. I think really I have love done. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't pantomime. That was a bloody generation game. That was like a cuddly toy. Sorry, man. I'm very check. aware of interrupting you. So there. I checked <laughs> London and Kent and Bath to see which one has the the better like celebrity cameo for uh-huh. the pantomime each year. Just so I can what is it usually? One to, to go to. Well, Kent tends to have quite a lot of um, old EastEnders people, which is really, really good. Like Barry off EastEnders, he's oh, kind really? of local, so he he was in oh, there right. a whole time. He's chunk, good value. So, so I would have thought yeah. Kent would have we would have like David Van Day quite a lot, but he's often <laughs> up in like our broth and places like that. Just yeah, and there's people like. Um, Oh yeah. Anyway, sorry. I was... It's fine. Honestly, I, I am actually just stunned with the. I, I enjoy it, but I just think the number of topics we covered today has been and the breadth has been has been incredible. I do apologise. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's raucous, but I'm liking it. Uh, but yeah, I was going to say I've got I've got Dark Souls three. Um, but the problem is I haven't started playing it yet, and it's like this weird thing. Of, I'm I'm just in the process of trying to finish off my Bloodborne Diaries thing. I'm doing a, a little DLC addendum. I don't know if it's going to be a mini series or a a one part, two part, one off, but it's this weird thing of like, I'm about a, a bit into the way of the Bloodborne DLC, I don't know how long it is, but I know that if I start playing Dark Souls 3 before I do that, it's like you can't have your, you can't have your pudding before you've done your main, you know? Because <laughs> if you start eating your pudding, you're not going to go back to your, your sausages. So it's one of these annoying things where I really want to play it and see what it's like, but I know that if I don't do it, then Bloodborne will just get completely yeah. like, I'm done with that now, I can't be bothered. Yeah. And, um, and plus, it's obviously tapping into some weird childhood, like tea having trauma. That, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Never leave a dirty plate, you know? Strict grandma. But yeah, it's yeah. fine. Uh, so next week, hopefully, unless Bloodborne proves to be a real prick, uh, I'll, I'll be able to polish that off and then have a little look. Nah, just sack off Bloodborne. Fuck Bloodborne, man. I'm halfway through recording a series, you a video. You can't. Bloodborne is fucking well, Dark you know Souls with hats. You just say the end. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> You just you just end a video with the end and then you you move on. You know that's how this goes. You're a genius. <laughs> like, Welcome to my editorial process. Like, you're gonna be the next Steven Spielberg. Well, the tell people you are, and then insist it was only ever gonna be six parts. Honestly, if you put that about two thirds of the way through the film AI, you could have made it like vastly better. <laughs> This, this the end technique no I have, I have actually been tempted to just midway through it just have a cut to a shot of me on the sofa going yeah sorry I just couldn't be bothered anymore I'm done that's it I don't know how people react to that Souls. and then go look it's just Dark Souls with hats like, yeah, it's just Dark Bloodborne's amazing it's just I've kind of like I've been away from it for too long the, the world and the lore and the story is fucking brilliant but mm. I got oh. so into it it got in my head like big time I mm. gave my copy to Alice because I never even opened it because I spent about an hour trying to make a lady character who looked like a snowman and then because like you can make them super pale mm. and then like make the nose really long and kind of red and then the lips kind of blue and then I spent I spent so long doing that that I'd lost any remaining enthusiasm for the game and I don't even like Dark Souls anyway it's hard so it I mean like, it's you know like what, it's pretty but I mean the thing is I say it's like it's very different to Dark Souls but that's like an aficionado that's like somebody saying this red wine is obviously vastly different to this red wine where I'll just be like yeah. no it's just booze it's but just red is, booze having realised that I didn't really like it and didn't really want to play it I still bought that copy because it was just like I probably should, and I wanted to. I wanted to fit in with my friends, Aww. and then it was just like, oh mate, no. 
it is amazing, uh, Bloodborne. Actually, it is. It is. It's genuinely amazing. If you're intrigued in it, uh, watch a bit of. Uh, I did a well, Bloodborne Diary. So I did a little video, which was like it condensed a 50 hour playthrough into about two and a half hours of video in mm. little 10 minute chunks. It's a lot of fun. I went a bit nuts with it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm hopefully going to finish it off with a bit of DLC stuff, which you'll be able to see on Cool Ghosts soonish. I mean, I've recorded it. I just don't know when I'm going to assemble it and how long that's going to take. Um, but then after that, Dark have you, Souls 3. Have you, done, have you done the door bit with the, the, the wolves and the door bit? Where you, the wolves kind of you go into the door and then you can just hit them because they can't get in the door. And that's this Bloodborne. That's, that's the whole game. It's cheap, mate. Cheap. Yeah, yeah. People so you just run away. That's all of it. Oh, uh, you, you so, play bloody Bethesda games. You can't some talk Some shite about, that. about fucking Gascoigne and it's not even fucking Paul, Paul Gascoigne. Paul. It's just some fucking tosser I did refer and to him as Paul Gascoigne in my video in the series oh, quite consistently obviously obviously <laughs> turning up with chicken and that it's gas <laughs> yeah precisely <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> which I assume is what he sounds like when he turns up with chicken he does to try and catch a murderer oh come on lads Got some fucking chicken leg. <laughs> um, That's uncanny. You it's should like, do it's that like, voice every time you fight Paul Gascoigne. And- I'm way past Gascoigne, mate. <laughs> I'm onto the, on the bigger things. Um, but yeah, we'll do we'll do one question. The, the wolves in the door, and the, you could, that could be a Stuart Lee bit, couldn't it? Like twenty minutes of him going. The wolves. Have you, have in you the done door. the bit with the wolves? The wolves in the door, Stu. Oh, oh, the wolves in the be, door, yeah. and the and the oh, they can't get past the door frame, and you just sort of you just stand just just far away from them that you can hit them, but they can't hit oh, you. I'm glad that Stuart Lee doesn't play video games. <laughs> It'd be really annoying. <laughs> I found him a bit much in episode three of his latest comedy vehicle where he was just doing a cat farting for five minutes. (laughs) This is pushing it, mate. I mean, my bath's going cold. I was getting bored. Yeah. Fucking hell. Anyway, we'll answer one question. (laughs) One question. It's fine, though. Everything's fine. I do apologise. I've not been well. So I'm a bit manic and so it's fine. You, the house. They've let you out of hospital. <laughs> you put yourself back in with excitement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a great question from Nevada Drew, which is a good name as well. I wonder if it's a real name. Lots of enemies and characters drop items when they die. What will you drop when you die? The facade. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can't even th- can't think of a better one than that. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, that's, that was annoyingly good. Sorry. Oh. Any objects yeah. that you carry around with you constantly enough yeah. that you well, want to just, drop? If I just go whatever I'm holding that day, I don't know. <laughs> I have a habit of finding food in my handbag that I don't remember putting there. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> What sort of food? Yesterday, I found a four pack of um, of hot cross buns. Just took me completely by surprise. I was just like, my bag's quite heavy. I should probably like. Question: take Had a, they been in there for too long for them to be usable? No, excellent. They'd been in there since Monday. Have they been toasted by the process? No, <laughs> but they were slightly How crushed. Buy, <laughs> how often do you buy hot cross buns? Is this it's Easter. Lot? It was yeah, it was Easter. All oh, right. Oh yeah. I, 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 I don't associate hot I cross buns with Easter. Yeah, to my sisters, and yeah. it was like a two for one kind of deal. So I yeah. thought I'll keep a pack for myself. Right, and then yeah, just completely <laughs> forgot that I'd been so generous towards myself, and then and then found that. But then again, like I do have sort of form for this, and it's just it's just a really bad habit of. I think I'm used to 
well, I pass it off now as being used to um, going to press events where they don't necessarily feed you or going mm. to esports tournaments where the food is like arena food that's horrible, like yeah. in terms of being like bad for you like oh do you want to subsist on nachos for a week mm. <laughs> which is what the international kind of ended up being yeah well when you um, go to e3 and you just fucking yeah. you're there you're in la for like, 12 hours and do you want like a burrito that has chips in and you're just like <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm trying um, to think of what like because i used to be like obsessed with with very strong coffee and twixes back when i was at video I, game I, home, which was the like source of my you, you no, bite no, no, both just, ends off and then just suck the, the coffee through. You can do that, but no, I was just eating nice. lots and lots of Twixes, uh, which was the source of my endless energy, but also why I was just constantly in the worst mood. Yeah. Also why you only have one kidney now or something. Like yeah, that. like also why I just oh, burnt out. Because yeah, yeah. it turns out you can't just run on sugar and... Man, I was at one point actually... run on Twix yeah. coffee alone. When I was trying to write script for the, the Brooker Games thing I did, I was drinking four espressos a day and eating six Magnums. <laughs> That's Fuck me. Just, that's, like I was no. just because I was working like twenty one hour days because oh. I was trying to work like the job yeah. and then and then writing scripts in the evenings. Shit. So mm. I was just like I was literally just running on sugar and caffeine for about three weeks. It's no wonder I burn out. I mean, I'm Don't a fat gluttonous bastard, and that like that really rang some alarm bells. <laughs> Six magnums. Fuck. I mean, you usually stop at three. <laughs> you know. three yeah, once three I had normal nighter and had like a, you know, the, the tang fastics things that mm-hmm. Haribo do, yeah. and it gets to the point where they're actually like eroding your cheek because they're so like sour yeah. and like, yeah. painful, and you're just like, my face hurts, and I'm in a bad place, and it's four a.m. and this yeah. thing won't upload, and why the fuck? Mind you, going back to that, an, er- an eroded tang fastic is like the sort of thing I can imagine being. Like a Dark Souls item, yeah. Like, it wouldn't be true. called that, but it would look like that. You'd be like, Is that an eroded tanfastic I just picked up? I bet it opens up a door or lets yeah. me join a covenant with some yeah. chickens. Oh, but... Stu, did you did you did you pick up the dog poo, Stu? Did you pick up the little turd? Let's you be in the dog poo covenant. It's just, it's just in the game as a joke. <laughs> I still can't. I still I still cannot get over the fact that there was a bit right at the start of Dark Souls Two, which using very opaque, flowery language, basically asked you. Didn't ask you, but said if you. It basically what happened was it said, "Oh, do you want to do this?" And you went, "Yeah." And it just made the game harder. Just made the game like much harder. Oh. And it didn't tell you that. And then loads of people just found themselves going, "This game's a bit fucking hard, isn't it?" Until somebody said, "Did you go to this statue at the start and agree?" And I was like, "Yeah." And it's like, oh, you just made the game twice hard. So you fucking bastards. Mind you, the other day, I did remember for anyone who's played the original Dark Souls. Mm. Neither of you. No? No. I, weirdly. I played, I played it for about 20 minutes. I Not think enough. I got to the gargoyles. Bin. I got um, just past the gargoyles. And that's pretty good. First bell. That's very good. Yeah. That's like a lot further than most people ever make it. It's a nice one. I was on the... That's the point usually that people get stuck on. They get stuck on the gargoyles. I was on Skype with my friends Craig and Craig... And they were watching me Twitch stream it, so they were on, like, a three-second delay. So they couldn't, like, advise too badly. Like, they couldn't backseat drive too much because I was always a few seconds behind. Mm. But they refused to tell me about the Capra demon. So they were just like, oh, just go through this doorway and you'll be fine. And I'm like, I don't... 
I don't think I will be. That's like but clearly like, not true. And then then followed a lot of screaming. I think that's because the Capra Demon is such an unfair prick of a boss that <laughs> I think because everyone has such a horrible time with that part of the game, it's like almost you want everyone else to have a horrible time as well because yeah. otherwise it doesn't validate the many hours you spend just going, fuck, because that that's a rubbish encounter. <laughs> and, and there's a way to beat it that is like just works. But yeah. it's very like... It doesn't feel like a good way. It doesn't feel like you've mastered it. And that's what I like about Bloodborne. The boss fights, it feels like you win because you've got good at fighting, which is cool. Mm. But yeah, there was a bit, there's a bit in Dark Souls in the first one where you go down into this big, black, dark, endless abyss. Yeah. Right. And uh, you face the four kings who come out of the nothing from the distance. And there's suddenly these pinbricks in the blackness and then they're very close and it's just abstract and terrifying. But weirdly, I was going to bed the other night and just as I laid my head down on the pillow... I had this really, really strong flashback of exactly how it felt that first time in Dark Souls of just this image in my head of going down into the abyss <laughs> and, and then being like just surrounded by this blackness and not knowing what was going to happen. And I had that just as I was trying to go to sleep. I tell you what, it was really intense. <laughs> so next time, try it yourself. Next time you're about to go to sleep, just, yeah. just try and conjure up that abyss. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the, the Duff Souls podcast. <laughs> um, it's been a pleasure having you two on. Yeah. Pip, have you done anything in particular you'd like to share with people? Or people to read? I can put a little thing in the description. Oh, um, I think, I guess, I've been linking to a lot of news. I've had to do a lot of news this week, but it's always gone massively off topic and has involved, like, Big Brother novelty singles and God knows what. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, m- maybe people would like that, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I should never have been allowed to do news. <laughs> anyway, hi, I mean, bye. <laughs> Fine. I think it sounds great, personally, but it's more, much more interesting than video game news, which I don't read, because um, it's just... The video game news is just dog shit. It's boring. It? It's like, <laughs> developer confirms game runs at 1080p. It's like, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers yeah. for that. Um, and I talked about this, actually. Oh, I did forgot to mention this, actually, last week. I mentioned on, on a... Uh, I mentioned last week when I was about GC about being on Daniel Dwyer's podcast, um... And I, there was somebody linked to that in the podcast. Uh, you can watch that. But I should say that the guys I was on it with, uh, two chaps uh, from a podcast called Spawn on Me, mm-hmm. which is, I've got to say, too long for my liking. It's about three hours, two hours long, some of the episodes two and a half, uh, which is, uh, if you're an American, the car commuting, obviously fantastic. But for me personally, I can't do things more than an hour. And I'm already breaking my own rule of an hour with this podcast, which annoys me personally. But hey, yes. what are you going to do? This is entirely my fault. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's, it's usually my fault. I do it all the time. It's fine. I mean, but... Um, if you if you I, don't I mind like, that, I kind of kind of dragged you along with it as well, and we and they were both just like. They've never had a podcast like, with me on it where it hasn't gone massively off topic. All right. it's what I like it about entirely it. Pip's yeah. fault. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One time it was me and Pip. We just ended up talking about Midsummer Murders yeah. for about ten minutes. Yeah. It was yeah. like having a vicarage tea catch up. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah. check out if you if you like that sort of thing. They've got lots of really interesting guests. They have lots of really interesting uh, conversations, and they're really smart dudes. It was a pleasure to meet them. So that's Spawn on me. I recommend. Uh, yeah, if you're not averse to longer podcasts check it out mm-hmm. um, but you've got anything you've done recently that you'd like to have people to look at it's not really pimping stuff it's more just being like what are you personally proud of you'd like to look at 
<laughs> like primary school. What have you done <laughs> this year? That, um, Show and tell. Give you a gold star. I'm actually, Go genuinely, genuinely quite proud of uh, mainly the mainly the last episode of of uh, Fallout Four: Geordie Apocalypse, which. Uh, sort of kind of machinima comedy thing I made out of um, sort of reimagining Fallout 4 if it was set in uh, bombed out northeast of uh, England. No, it's not. So, it's Geordie's Liverpool Castle. It's Newcastle. Newcastle. Jesus, Matt. <laughs> it's been a long time since I lived in the north of England, but not that fucking long. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what episode so, number is that so I can link to it? Uh, episode, well, it'll be episode six. So six. It's, the la- it's the last episode and it, it, it and I kind of set out, right, right, I really want to make this fucking a decent kind of, I, I felt like it had to end nicely and things had to happen and because it's such a stupid fucking thing where I've dubbed things over and whatever and mm. every character on the screen has my mouth, right? Um, but I wanted to make it feel like you were actually watching the end of something. And, like, I spent a lot of time on it, and um, I but got to the end of it. And just that one episode is probably probably one of the best things I've ever fucking done in my yeah. career. So, yeah, really, really Can I just watch that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a summary right at the start. Rest of it, shit. Um, but no, no, I, did, I, just, I really enjoyed making that series and it was, it was like, it was quite, uh, uh, it was just carte blanche. It was just like everything, because um, I nick everything from Vic and Bob, right? Basically, it's a, it's a fantastic source of, uh, of genuine um, like it's like Vic and Bob, Adam and Joe, and just nineties shit, just yeah, all yeah. of it. Um, so, and that was just me just doing that, but but it was my job, and it was yet another one of the moments where I was like, "Fuck me, I've got a very charmed life." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go check it out. I've seen snippets of it; it seemed funny, but I'll go back and watch it. Mm. Cool. Well, thank you very much, finally, to you lot for listening to this podcast. Oh, what lovely ears you've got, Grandma. (laughs) Anyway, um, thank you, and we will see you next week. Well, hopefully I'll be slightly less off-kilter. Anyway. Slightly more Dark Soulsy. Slightly more Dark Soulsy. And then you can look forward to uh, months and months of me talking about nothing but Dark Souls, as is the tradition (laughs) whenever a Dark Souls game comes out. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.